0: Alright, cool. Welcome to a very special episode of Fuck You Tara Lady. It is episode 29, but it's also a holiday for Cambodia special. Um, Cam Ward was a lovely man who I met only a couple of times and uh, definitely uh, lights up a room when he's around. I've got two of you know, Cam's best mates here and they helped organise the gig that happened in 2015. Uh, it's now being live premiering on YouTube, I guess you'd say. Live premiere on YouTube at 8 o'clock. Uh, this Saturday so you can check out all of the bands There's been a lot of uh, previous guests on this show Who have uh, been in bands that were filmed live that night And it was a very special night indeed So Mal, I'm going to talk to you about Cam Ward Tell us a little bit about Cam when you met him And uh, why he's such a special dude
1: Yeah, so um, I knew Cam, yeah, I knew him for many years um, First met him when I was probably about maybe 16 um, When he moved to my hometown, Kaikoura He moved there to do like a course, a marine biology course uh, for dummies. (laughs) Explains the shark fin photo now. It does. (laughs) Yeah, so basically what happened is he was in christchurch um and his best friend at the time marcus was um, going to Kaikōta to do this course and cam wanted to go with him but cam's marks were too high at school to go um that his marks were too high to get into this course (laughs) yeah and um so So. he went (laughs) he was speaking to his school guidance counselor and he's like look i really want to go do this course because my friend marcus is doing it and he said, well, your marks are too high, but maybe I could give you some sort of disability. And Cam's like, what do you got? What do you got? And he gave him, I don't I even know what he gave him, but he basically marked it on his record that he had some sort of disorder so that he could get into this course. <laughs> and so, yeah, Cam, <laughs> so Cam moved, um, moved up there, um, which is when I met him because he... Um, Yeah, just naturally being a guy that was massively into music, started playing in bands um, with my brother and friends. So, yeah, there was always just parties and bands playing and stuff. So that's how I first met him. Um, And yeah, so Reese, do you want to talk about how you met Cam Ward?
2: Yeah, yeah. So um, I had just moved to London in 2009 with an ex-partner of mine and... Yeah, I got to London and the whole settling in part didn't really have any friends and that so yet. But um, I started working with a dude called Trev. And um, yeah, he's just type of dude that was in all the same music as me. He was actually with my boss, but I remember going to work and we spoke about a couple of bands and he was like, all right, you're working with me for the day. And we kind of just hit it off and then he was like, oh, do you want to come and see the Hero?" And I was like, yeah, I knew they were playing in Camden, but this week I wanted to go and had no one to go with, you know. And he's like, oh, me and my mate Cam, are, we're going to see he'd He's come with us. And I was like, yeah, sweet. And, yeah, I met Cam and, yeah, just as everyone knows, he's that infectious type of dude that just brings the party. And, hmm. yeah, kind of just hit it off straight away with him. And he was like, oh, you're from Melbourne. And he started rattling off all these Melbourne bands that I was shocked that he even had ever heard of, like. He's a New Zealand dude in London and he knew all these bands that I actually personally knew and I grew up playing with and it was, yeah, I was just so surprised that he had even heard of him and I believe that was Mel's doing when she first moved to Melbourne. And
1: um, partially. Kind so- of palmed- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, Um, I hadn't, I'd moved over um, to Australia like the start of 2000, so um. Yeah and Cam had been in New Zealand and then I think maybe he'd lived in Japan and um, done all sorts of things so we'd gone for maybe at least five years without um, seeing each other and he popped over to Melbourne just for a trip on the way to him moving overseas and during that time when he was here we went out to a show at the Artie, can't remember who it was but we went to something and um, yeah I think I gave him my photo feeded CD because he loved them and i was like oh you can you can just have that <laughs> i'm sure i can get another one if i need to and rach gave him a bunch of music as well and so yeah so um yeah so he got massively photo defeated he um got into the abandonment he got into picture the end um just through him being over in melbourne for like five days and him just like saying give me give me a bunch of music i need it yeah <laughs> um,
3: yeah so <laughs> by the
1: time um he met you and um got to you um yeah he'd already yeah he was already into all those bands that you already knew and played with yeah that's
2: it i, I was just shocked that yeah oh yeah i was really shocked at the time he's yeah but um I yeah I continued my time in london hanging out with cam and he was like the friendliest happiest dude i'd Met there, he made me feel really welcome. If I when I didn't have friends, he was that type of dude to just ring you up and be like, "Hey, what are you doing?" You like met this guy twice, but he's like, "No, nah, you coming to my drum? Massive party going on! Get your <laughs> ass over here!" You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just made everyone feel welcome, and that's how like a bunch of like really good friendships have come from that. Like I'm like, very close with Mal now through him, and like people like John Bramwell, who I play in a band with now, and he helped organized the holiday for cambodia thing like we would ne- never have crossed paths if it wasn't for cam which was us and then Rick, ricky t who helped out with the organizing of this show too he was another link through cam like and we're all really tight now
1: hmm.
2: So yeah, he was a pretty special dude
1: yeah he was always the guy that like if you were out with him um there was a group of you out and there was Another group out that you didn't know he would always manage to join the groups together. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, that's lovely. So, look, um, let's talk more about the the holiday for Cambodia itself. So, tell us about how that came about and why, because it all sadly comes out of tragic circumstances. But can you talk about who were, who organised it and, and what why why you did such a thing?
1: Yeah. So. Um, Yeah, Cam was diagnosed with glioblastoma, which is a really aggressive, um, uncurable form of brain cancer. Um, And I think it came out of that because obviously, you know, we wanted to do something special for him. Um, And I think we also thought we wanted to do maybe a bit of a fundraiser as well. Um, At the time, he was talking about maybe doing like a big holiday overseas and going back to Norway and stuff and doing all of that. So I think that was kind of... Um, a reason for it but also just to put on something yeah really special for him and yeah all his favorite bands and um, yeah we thought you know what if we could get like all of these bands to, <laughs> that, had, that have broken up to reform um, and play for the night and you know, you can't say no you can't you, you, if you get asked Hey, yeah, there's this guy He's uh, yeah. he's got brain cancer. Will you play? He loves you? Will you get together and play you'd be a bit, bit of a dick if you said no? Yeah, there was, a, um, there
2: was at least one member of every band that absolutely loved the dude. Yeah, anyway,
1: yeah so. That's true by that time He pretty much knew the people in these bands from living in Melbourne for a while then anyway, so yeah so I think um, yeah, we all kind of came together and just sort of decided that we'd we'd do that, that we'd put on a show. Um, so, yeah, and so, Reese, do you want to talk a little bit about like uh, Ricky T and and Johnny and their involvement in that?
2: Yeah, well, like like you said, we all we decided this would be a, a sick idea if we could get the bands together, which yeah, all pieced out well in the end. But um, yeah, we all kind of played our own part. Like I, there's a few bands of. Say people I grew up with in my hometown in Mountain, like the Synthesis guys, and then playing shows with the Abandonment and Pitch of the End, and I worked with Stu from Pitch of the End for a bit, so it was sort of friendly with him at the time too. And yeah, it just seemed right to start bringing around to everyone and see if they will be willing to do the show. And yeah, not one band really <laughs> were against it; they all <laughs> just jumped on board.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sure.
2: I, I got a few. Mel got a few. John. Got a few together, and so did Rick. And Rick, Rick pretty much organised the whole, yeah, like the venue and how the jo- the night would run. Like he's done that a lot in his time, so he was yeah, wouldn't have run so smoothly or been quite as good as it was if, I, if Rick wasn't doing what he does good.
1: Oh man, he did the whole thing. He um, so yeah. he yeah, we were trying to work out where to have it, and he what had a friend that that worked at the S B, Is that right?
2: Yes, he was um, friends with a guy, I believe his name Crudy. I'm, I'm not sure of what he's. I believe that was his nickname. I can't really remember what his name was now. Um, I'm sure it was Crudy. But anyway, yeah, they, he booked the Gershwin. I remember Rick saying to me, like, oh, it's, you know, I'll speak to my mate Crudy. He books the Gershwin. We shouldn't have any problems getting it. And at first I thought, oh, it's a pretty big room, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, we've like Rick got it done and
1: yeah, yeah. He, he did all the um the poster art and stuff as well yeah
2: yeah and he, he was a graphic designer so yeah he, he did all the artwork and you know as I said he, he had a, his own little business booking bands and setting up those kind of nights so he had it all, all set times worked out and changeovers and yeah he yeah, otherwise we all would have had no idea what we were
1: doing. <laughs> <laughs> nah, no idea. And I think, um, yeah, Johnny um, did all the, like, got all the merchandise, all the T-shirts and stuff sorted too, yeah. Yeah,
2: He Johnny actually came up with the name Holiday for Cambodia too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The punny dude he is.
0: <laughs> and I'm sure that's I a one that's, yeah.
2: Yeah, as Mal mentioned earlier, like, Cam had talked about going on a holiday. It was a bit of a fundraiser. Like, let's raise him some money to send him on this holiday, you know. And yeah, I remember John ringing me one night. He's like, "Holiday for Cambodia." <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, <it> was...
1: <laughs> genius. Yeah, but
2: yeah, John. John, John got a, um, yeah also helped with rounding up some some bands. And yeah, he got all the merch, like the holiday for Cambodia. I still wear my holiday for Cambodia t-shirts now. Like. <laughs>
1: You've made a face mask out of one of them, haven't you?
2: No. Oh, that was a Lord Ward one. Oh, right?
1: yeah.
2: A Lord Ward T-shirt. <laughs> I had a, a couple of very small ones that belonged to my partner at the time and I'm never going to fit into them. And I thought, oh, now that it's mandatory to dress like a ninja and wear a mask, I thought, why not make a sick Lord Ward fuck cancer one? <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: That's awesome, man. So tell us a little bit about the filming. So, like, it's not often that a, a gig gets filmed uh, a, a, of this magnitude, you know. And then five years later, we've finally got this video footage. that's going uh, premiering live on YouTube this Saturday eight o'clock. Tell us a little bit about the video part and who was involved filming and editing and getting this whole rolling from like a, I guess, a, a multimedia perspective. Yeah, well,
2: from from memory, uh, I believe Rick had reached out to his. Good friend Drew Parsons, he plays in the Secret Death. Who, um, yeah, we're willing to play on the night, and he's kind of the, he's one of those dudes real good with all the video and audio type stuff. So he agreed to set up. I think we had three different cameras set up, and yeah, he he did all the filming. And uh, Joel Cans, I think, did you organise that, didn't you, Mel? Joel to mix the Oh. The sound on the night? Or?
1: God knows. I can't remember. <laughs> so long
2: ago. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. So those two guys were, yeah, Joel, uh, Joel doing the sound and Drew doing the video. But it's kind of um, after everything went down and Cam sadly passed, that was kind of, yeah, the footage, nothing kind of happened with the footage everyone spoke about, which is what we should do. And then um, I remember seeing Joel Taylor a bunch of times When he was mixing bands at the Bendigo Hotel and just over a beer having chats and him mentioning, oh, you know, what's going on with the footage from that night? Heaps of people want to see it. And uh, we, yeah, a few moments like that and hearing other people say that they are interested in seeing it as well, we decided to chase up the film. And I, yeah, I ended up eventually getting in contact with Drew and being able to get the hard drive off of him and over to Joel Taylor, who as you'll see on Saturday night, has done an awesome job with yeah. that thing. Like, it sounds and looks epic.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, he's no stranger to this. Like, Joel was also responsible for that abandonment last show where they said they would never reform again. <laughs> that's already on, <laughs> on YouTube that Joel edited and mixed and put together. And uh, now we've got another bit of footage of the abandonment playing after they said they'd never play again. So that's obviously pretty special for yes. Cam Ward that uh, Rob had to break his <laughs> promise and play again.
1: Yeah.
2: I think there was many bands on that night Like for me in particular the Synthesis and Picture the End getting back together for that night that was like a along with the abandonment. they were the three bands that I didn't think would ever be able to convince to get back on the stage <laughs>
1: I know <laughs> yeah we actually had um. so yeah most people haven't seen but haven't seen this footage um, but we did have one night a couple of years ago and it was on one of um, the anniversary of Cam's death. Uh, maybe it was like the second anniversary or third. Um, and yeah, Joel put on a note uh, a night. Sorry, at um, Black Lodge, and he had what was it, two or three projectors? Yeah, yeah,
2: um, yeah he had. He had. A, we had a big projector screen, and then it was on two walls. I think he. Yeah, yeah, so th- yeah three projectors. I think he had all up. Really.
1: Yeah, and he had the different, yeah, camera angles set up. Um, and yeah, we all got yeah. to sort of, yeah, watch the footage back. And it was just so weird, watch, like, reliving it. <laughs> it was so fun yeah. <laughs> after years and then just, like, seeing it. And then, like, all of us, like, seeing ourselves in the crowd as well. Just, you know, it, yeah, it was, yeah, it was yeah. surreal. Um, so, yeah, everyone's, awesome. everyone else is going to get to experience that too this Saturday, which is awesome.
0: Um, yeah, anything else you'd like to add, Reese? What else do you remember about the night or the day or what What could people look out for when they watch the video on Saturday?
2: Oh, you know, got, every band on there is, is outstanding and, yeah. <laughs> but there, if, if I say any moments, there is one moment. I think I'm pretty sure it was during the abandonment not quite band related but <laughs> so um one of mine cams and mel's very close friends sam he um i remember him and cam being very every time so we went to a show they were very much the stage dive enthusiasts they'd, uh, <laughs> they'd always be up there crowd surfing and they they said like oh, i'm gonna crowd surf the fuck out of this cams like i'm gonna be uh i'm gonna do the salmon that he if for anyone who doesn't know what the salmon is it's Obviously, when you fly in the air with your hands by your side and you flop around,
1: obviously, <laughs> like
2: a salmon.
0: Obviously, everyone <laughs>
1: understands. <But>, um, yeah,
2: <laughs> it's pretty much self-explanatory. Yeah, but um, I remember. Yeah, I, I'm not sure why he Cam had a shark in that uh, maybe couldn't get a salmon suit. <laughs> and yeah, so I remember. I remember Cam saying the whole time, "I'm, I'm going to do it." And I remember him stage diving in the whole the. The crowd kind of carrying him around with his shark fin on, and he was vibrating kind of <laughs> like a salmon. And uh, then I remember I've stage so i just after him, and I've been carried for a, not quite as long as Cam was, but I I remember being put down on my feet and looking up, and there was sand just flying through the air, <laughs> wobbling around, and I just thought. He's way too high up and above me for me to really do anything. <laughs> so I'm just going to get out the way. But everybody got out the way, <laughs> and the, he the went tide went so out. hard. I'm pretty sure like, you'll hear the thump.
0: <laughs> So if uh, if there's no footage of Sam crowd surfing during the abandonment, that if we do hear a loud thud, that's him hitting the deck with no one to catch him, as we're yeah. saying.
2: Yeah, Eating shit. He had this big, he had this big ass bruise on his hip.
0: And...
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man,
0: awesome! All
2: right, man. Well, yeah. No, other than that, like every band was awesome on the day. Yeah, it was, it was. Yeah, watch this Saturday. It's great.
1: Yeah, it was a big day. It started from like two o'clock in the afternoon um yeah it was just just huge um so yeah it's going to be amazing for everyone to relive it um also for um Cam, Water Cam War- uh Cam Waters daughter I can't say um yeah also for Cam's daughter Annika to watch it um will be really good cuz she wasn't there on the day so yeah yes. that'll be pretty special um also I just wanted to mention as well um Carlos from Crown Kings um he uh, passed away, um, like within maybe like a week of Cam passing away. Um, so it'd be really special for his, you know, friends and family to watch that as well. Um, yeah. Also Cam Ward was in a crowned Kings video clip, um, for a song called forked road. If anyone wants to go and watch that as well, he's getting tattooed in the video clip.
0: We can add that to the YouTube playlist guys. So you can jump across in the link and yeah. you can see, you can see Cam in his element getting tattooed in a crown Kings video and then you can keep an ice, your eyes peeled for him in the footage because he's always there with a big girl on his face, which is lovely. Yeah. yeah. Anything else you want to add? Um, any, yeah. any, any last words you'd like to add as well, Reese? before you go, mate? Anything else you want to talk about about the show or thanks to anyone or...?
2: Um, not really, hey. Eh? Just thanks to everyone that was involved in the night, all the bands that got back together, or like Joel... Taylor for doing everything he's done, I believe he's worked pretty hard. Like even with the last time when we had the viewing at the party, I know he put in a lot of work for that, and he's putting a lot of work for it to be released now. And yeah, just hope everyone, given the lockdown, sits around on Saturday night in front of the TV and has a watch. And I believe it's because is it because it's premiering? We can have a live chat or something.
0: I think so. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully there'll be so a live yeah, chat in, in the
2: communicates, window. It. If you watch and you see something that caught your attention, don't hesitate to <laughs> to bring it up and have a chat with everyone. You can All also you
0: film snippets of the YouTube stream and uh, use the hashtag holiday for Cambodia if you want to, you know, have a shout-out to a certain moment. Or maybe if someone finds Sam flying through the air in one shot, maybe we can snap a photo of that, put it on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: awesome. <laughs> Yay! Great. All right.
0: Well, thanks so much for your time, Reese, for coming on and giving us a a, a bit of a chat about all this stuff. And um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll be be chatting with you live on Saturday night. Yeah.
2: No worries, man. Thanks for having me.
0: All right. Welcome to the second part of this Cam Ward extravaganza. I'm joined by Joel Taylor in Black Lodge Studios. How are you, man?
4: I'm awesome. Real good.
0: Excellent. Now you're a former guest of the show. People know you as an audio wizard. Um, tell us a little bit about how you got involved with Holiday for Cambodia as an event five years ago.
4: Uh, I was at the Bendigo and Scotty from Pitch of the End said, hey, I heard the uh, Abandonment is reforming to play this show. And I started laughing and said, yeah, I doubt it. <laughs> kind, of, kind of that vibe. And then uh, some messages went around and it went ahead and we went, went and played. It was awesome. It was a rad day, I was also enjoying the Amish, who played two of course. Uh, it was, that was my last show with them, so it was a big, big day. I think I played third and last out of 12 bands, so it was a lot of willpower to not imbibe in all the uh party time that was happening in the car park and upstairs. <laughs>
0: But you didn't, you were a good boy and you abstained, and then you, <laughs> you, you drummed like an animal on that last set for The Abandonment, last time The Abandonment ever played, correct? <laughs> Never going to play again? Correct.
4: No, not if you believe what the uh, singers say at all of our last shows. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you had uh, triple duty, not only did you play drums in two bands during Holiday Ka- for Cambodia, you also uh, handled this live mix and video stuff. Do you want to tell us about how all that came about and how that ended up in your lap?
4: Uh, yeah, I, it, it was a bit of a mystery what, like it sort of never went anywhere and I think there was some Facebook comments kicking around where it was like, oh, I'll give it a go. I'd, I'd be keen just to check it out even if it's, you know, a project that takes like three years to finish, which is what it ended up being. <laughs> <laughs> Still haven't finished it yet, but we're we're getting there.
0: Look, we're we're, we're telling everyone based on the Instagram and this podcast will be ready by Saturday night. So we're just, we're not putting the pressure on too bad. Just, you know, heaps of people are going to be tuned in to watch and it's got to be done.
4: (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Feels like a good, good time to, uh, to finish it off. Heaps of spare time and everyone's stuck at home. So... Got a got an audience, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I but, couldn't imagine it, 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 anyone
0: else having any better plans this Saturday than tuning in at eight o'clock to watch all of these bands play. Because what the fuck else are you going to do? <laughs> no. Exactly. No, I'm sorry, I'm busy man. I got some stuff on. <laughs> um, which is what everyone has said to everyone who ever wants to go to a gig and want them to come. Oh no, sorry man, I couldn't make it down. You got no excuses. This week, guys. Um, so tell us about the, the editing process because there was a couple of different cameras and they're all over the place all over the day. So you had to kind of compile it all together, sync it all up and put it together, but that came with some challenges. Do you want to talk about that a little bit?
4: Yeah, it's, a, yeah, it's definitely a jigsaw puzzle. Um, but it's, you know, it's been pretty fun to work on. So there was about, I think, three or four GoPros on stage and then a handheld camera or sometimes handheld, sometimes on a, iPod, uh, a tripod uh, out the front at the PA desk. And it was kind of like potluck as to whether the cameras got turned on for each band. Some bands got four or five cameras. Some bands got only one camera. Uh, and some bands got four cameras for three songs and then one camera for the rest of their set. So it's uh, anyone's guess you know how much footage there'll be of any band, but most of it's there. Yeah, and uh, I've tr- tried to um, edit it in a way that it's it's just cool, like you're at a gig, and some parts are going to be more interesting than others.
0: And also, no one's <laughs> gonna, well, is- no one's going to get at you for like, oh, why'd you use that one shot there in this one minute of a four-hour plus video? <laughs> like, you know.
4: Yeah, well, hopefully they listen to this and they'll they'll understand. Otherwise. Oh, I'll talk to him in the YouTube comments.
0: Yeah. Yeah. in the live (laughs) chat on Saturday night, you can just be defending your editing choices the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Now, so the the gig is running very similarly to the way the gig ran five years ago, except for a couple of omissions, sadly. So we're missing a couple of bands from the night, but they're there in spirit, right, Joel?
4: Yeah, that's, that's definitely it. So the footage, uh, has let us down on a few occasions, uh. But we've got ten I think there's ten sets and most of them are complete. I think eight of them are complete and then there's a couple of sets that'll just be uh five, five or six songs, something like that.
0: Yeah. So it'll feel like, you know, are they gonna be the earlier ones in the in the set? So it feels like a s like a shorter set for yeah. a band if it's on a big da- a big bill like this, you know, like you're not gonna play forever.
4: Yeah, so the supports get a bit of a raw deal, but I guess uh, you know. Whoever was in the camera had to nip out for a bite to eat, you know, so it's fair enough.
0: <laughs> fair enough, man. Fair enough. <laughs> Tell us about, so this isn't the first time you've done something like this. I'm sure a lot of listeners of the show and fans who would be interested in the Cambodia gig would also have seen the abandonment footage from that last show at the Arty. Last
4: show. Yeah. I so say that, in inverted
0: commas. Uh, how did you edit that yeah, yeah, yeah. together? Like how did that that was, about? that
4: was the first last show. Uh <laughs> So that was a similar deal, actually. I got, uh, I just had like an iPod touch, like the kind of, not the iPhone, but the iPod version. I sticky taped that to the drum fill and then had like a handheld camera at the PA and then two handheld cameras in the crowd. And that was the, the abandonment set or what we did for our last show. And it, I'd kind of had practice from that um, before tackling this. Yeah. So it was just like, oh, I've, I've just got to do that like 10 times. That'll be easy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Three years later,
3: <laughs> just crunching yeah. to get it done. Yeah. <laughs> had you had
0: any experiencing editing gigs before, like before the Abandonment one? Or was that your first time, like you're, a, everyone knows you're a sound wizard, but as a video wizard, was that your first attempt at like editing together a live set uh, as well as mixing it?
4: Yeah, yeah, that was it. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. Amazing.
0: So thank you yeah. so much for your hard work over all these years, getting all this together. Cause I'm sure people <laughs> are like, where's that footage? Is it gonna-? Like no one wants to get like gigs and gigs. I'm assuming it was like a giant hard drive full of footage that you have to just like comb through and start syncing things up. And who did the live mix on the day? Who recorded the, um,
4: uh, Joel Cairns, Mick Summerton, and Liam Brewer were all. Uh, mixing on the day.
0: Excellent, because we just spoke to Reese before, and he mentioned Joel Cairns but we thought there might have been some other people floating around, and we knew you'd be the guy to let us know. So thank you for clearing that up. Can't
4: believe we forgot yeah, about that. Mick. Oh yeah, well I've Good been watching Mick. him we like you, walk on stage. <laughs> I see him walk on stage at the end of every band, like, so I'm aware of his presence. Yeah, very
0: good. (laughs) Thank you, Mick, for doing that. So you've gotten all this, uh, so how does it work when you record a live show? Like, do you get, is it stems? Like, or is it like a file? Like, how does it work? Like, what, I don't know much about music. Fill us in and all the hard work you've had to do to remix these bands and get it all YouTube ready. Yeah. So
4: this, this is the audio part of the jigsaw puzzle. The, uh. The audio was taken from the live desk. So I've got everything separate, but it's post the, post the, uh, EQ and gain moves of the live mixer. So when in say the synth synthesis set, Chris is doing a solo, that guitar goes up about 10 dB and I've got to go through and go, okay, I'll turn that just that 20 seconds of guitar down. And uh, that's happening pretty much through every band. So you've uh, got to
0: like put out spot <laughs> fires that uh, in a live mix that makes sense to turn stuff up, but then you're like, oh, now I've got to go turn that back down.
4: Yeah, well, live you've got the sound of the amp off stage and all the acoustic sound to compete with. So the PA moves the ratios way different. So you might go up 10 dB on the desk, but it's only going to be like 3 dB or something in the room because everything else is so loud. So. The moves seem absolutely crazy like on playback and I think, uh, (laughs) that's why it's taken so long to do It's like, Oh, uh, I've got to undo all these moves. And there's always a few that you miss that like you, even just like sort of getting a handle on it visually, you sort of go, Oh, I got that gets louder there, so I'll bring that down. But then you hear it back and it's, it's not quite how it looks. So you have to hear it all to make sure you you're doing it smoothly. So yeah so just putting it out heaps is, it of is. little
0: spot fires in like a four hour plus yeah. timeline
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> And tell us a little bit about Cam Ward Did you know about Cam Ward at this time? Or had you met him before? Were you guys mates? Or uh, like, was this just
4: I, I've actually uh, had not met him, no I met him at the gig But uh, I like bandmates were really good mates with him And it was really important to him So it was it was awesome to do
0: Oh, that's great, man. Yeah. And even still, because like after all of this work, I feel like you were doing, I thought you'd be like, oh, me and Cam old mates, but this is just something you're doing out of the goodness of your heart is what you're saying.
4: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, guess, I guess you'd say that. Yeah, pretty good, dude. Oh, might cut that video out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's staying in. I've got control over this podcast. You can't, <laughs> you can't put out spot fires on this thing, man. This is on my side now. <laughs> Ah, oh, no. That's great, man. Uh, is there <laughs> anything else you want to talk about for listeners to get excited for Saturday at 8pm? Like, what else do we need to tell them? What else do they need to know? You're, you're a bit of a mastermind in all of this.
4: Oh, geez. I don't know. Just tune in and, you know, enjoy it. Uh, uh, put me on the spot. I should have made notes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's when uh, but yeah,
4: it's, a, it's, it's about four hours worth. Uh, we'll chuck the set times up when I actually measure out how long they all are and how it's going to what time they'll come on but uh, I'll probably get that up on Friday or something yeah build, but build anticipation. yeah it'll be it'll be it'll be pretty similar to going to the gig except you won't have to wait for the bands to change over so amazing <laughs> you
0: can just have to pause it or maybe just have a siggy out the window or something while you're watching maybe watch it outdoors take it on your phone have a siggy come back in
4: yeah totally
0: it'll just be like a real gig <laughs>
4: You just FaceTime your mate in the crowd and then yeah, <laughs> you, you oh, don't miss anything. Yeah. This is,
0: I think this is the new normal now, Joel. I think we're spearheading what's going to be <laughs> how we go to gigs now in a post-corona world. Um, thank you so much, man, for, for giving us your time to talk about all this and we'll let you get back to editing. As you said, you've got a little bit to do before Friday. So I mean, before Saturday. But uh, this episode hopefully awesome, should go mate. out sometime this week and the listeners can get pumped about this fucking amazing thing that we're doing.
4: Right on! Thanks for uh, doing this podcast, Rory. It's it's unreal. Hopefully, heaps of people get to watch this.
0: Yeah, and I'll look, and if you're listening to this right now and you're very excited, you can jump to at uh, holiday for Cambodia on Instagram, and we'll set it up on Facebook as well. And you can see all the details there, and we'll just be teasing until Saturday when it goes live. I reckon. Yep. Excellent. Awesome. <laughs> uh g'day guys welcome to the third part third installment of our cam ward extravaganza i'm here with friend of the show best friend matt cleary how are you mate i'm doing well
5: at uh what is it like quarter past nine or are we (laughs) hang on are we are we are we creating an illusion this has all happened on one seamless kind of event, or no, <laughs> no? No, no, this is, this is the morning.
0: <laughs> this is a week long extravaganza, and I think I'm gonna get as many interviews with people about Cam Ward as I can. I just knew you would do it for me, and I appreciate it. Plus, you were there the oh, night we, we met Cam Ward and Reese and his daughter Arnie all the first time together at Unify. Tell us a little bit about that.
5: Yeah, that's right. We um, we managed to get artist passes for the first ever Unified Unify. Unify? Uh, because we were filming Electric Dynamite set on on like the first night. Like they were closing out the evening with like fucking CO2 cannons and all this sort of stuff. And we had big uh, like jib arms to to film their set. And we were presented with like little thing to stick on my windscreen that got us into the back artist area, Uh, which was awesome because that was the first time that festival had ever happened. And it's also the first time that I had like saw behind the curtain of like a large scale festival and like rolled in. Window rolled down, they had checked the pass. Lee Stanton, the artist murder drummer, he recognised me driving past. For the, I hadn't seen him in years. He's like, hey, bro, want a beer? I'm like, absolutely. Hands us hands, like beers through our window. I'm like, what is this Wonderland? We have, to, we have
0: to also, for the yeah for the listeners, explain that Electric Dynamite were on after the headlining band. So we were supposed to stay. Mm. This, Joel Taylor told a similar story about the holiday for Cambodia as well, that he was drumming in, joined the Amish, but then had to wait until... He could party after the abandonment set, which was the last thing. The very last So speaking death. of, this episode oh. seems to be about restraint in drinking when you should be working because we had to film Electric Dynamite at like 1am. You're getting offered beers the moment you drive in in the afternoon. The
5: moment we drive in and free beers, no free, less. Like it was beer. like, oh yeah, you get me a beer now and I'll hook you up later. And he's like, no, 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 you don't understand. I'm not paying for these beers. <laughs> I'm just passing one to you. <laughs> so we had the little bit of rope around our wrist that got us free Carlton dry camp, uh, you know? So yeah, uh, definitely an exercise in restraint.
0: <laughs> but we didn't really restrain ourselves. We ended up getting pretty pissed and we ended up meeting Cam Ward, uh, at that point. That's right. Yeah.
5: Yeah, definitely. And I think it was almost bound to happen, you know, like the type of bands that were playing at the first, uh, the first unify and the people that we were already friends with and the people that we kind of met over the course of that weekend it was just like a ever-overlapping Venn diagram of people that were kind of leading us toward Cam Ward, in a way, you know? <laughs> like, it was like if we had have gotten through that weekend without meeting him, it would have been a miracle, you know?
0: Well, it did seem like, because that was the same weekend where you and I really properly party with Micah Coleman for the first time, because this would have been pre-Metal Storm, that's, this was pre- right. So, you know, and I feel like Mika and Cam and all these, kind, yeah, you're right. Exactly. It's like these, it's these big party forces that kind of start to all, it's like, a, it's like Katamari. Do you know that Katamari game on the, the Japanese video game?
5: I do not, but that's
0: okay. So essentially, it's like you start as a little thing and you start rolling around and then you collect bigger things and you get bigger and bigger. And eventually like, so you start rolling around getting like bacon and eggs off the plate. And then you eventually start getting like the table itself and the chairs and then the kitchen and then you take the whole yeah, house and right. Really. And I feel like that's, no yeah, that, mm. that's, a, that's a metaphor for Cam Ward, just like bringing people in to party with him. Cause that's kind of what happened towards the end. Were yeah. we all just merged together at the end of the night?
5: I suppose so. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but yeah, that was a crazy weekend. That was really cool. Um, in Tarwin Lower, I think, isn't that where Unify is held? like driving, following the convoy of like people with deathcore stickers on their back windscreens all the way out to Gippsland. You're like, where the fuck are we going?
0: <laughs> oh, man. So um, mm. tell us a little bit about your experience on the Holiday for Cambodia Day. Because I remember you and I got there very early, me being as a fan, but you being a Blackhound player. Do you remember much about the day? Mm.
5: Well, it was actually the first and only time I have played at the ESPY. Um, so I remember getting there relatively early because I'm like, fuck, St Kilda parking is awful. Um, and I remember we had to, oh, we might have even got like a series of Ubers from that St Kilda house that Julian Renzo and uh, Cam, Cam Roberts from Black shared at the time. I reckon we might have re- con- or convened before there. Made our way across town and uh, a series of Ubers. And then we had to get into like the underground concrete car park at the back where there was like taped off green room areas for each band. Uh, so that was pretty cool, uh, but the ESPY is such a such a you know uh, uh, an infamous venue, I suppose, with Melbourne m- music history. Yeah, and it's interesting that you know, like I'd never played it before or since. Um, so that was a cool experience. But yeah, I guess being the drummer, I have to get there early because you know setting up and mucking around and all that sort of rubbish. Um, but yeah, it was it was uh, it was it was a cool show. I remember Cam. Uh, having to be front and center for every band, <laughs> because it was sort of in his honour and for him, uh, I guess he felt the obligation to make sure that he saw every band from the front. And like, that's a long day. That's a lot of bands that <laughs> that he had to show up for. And another kind of exercise in you know in 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 um, in moderation for the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't just go too hard too early. He had to stick around for the band a bit, much like Joel did. Um, what else? It was a bit of a blur, I suppose, because I, I, I knew a lot of the bands, but there were also a, a number of bands that I'd never seen, seen before. Um, but yeah, what, what else went down? Uh, it was great to see the abandonment, you know, come back and play another show after years of playing shows with them, you know, prior. Um, and then there was that, that huge after party back at that St Kilda place with almost every member of every band in like this giant house with like separate parties going on. Wild. Yeah. It was, a, it was a long day.
0: <laughs> yes, I do remember that after party in the, not much about it, but just, yeah, you're right. Every room had like a different vibe. Like you'd walk into one room and you're like, Man. oh, this is a different party than the party I was also in
3: before. <laughs>
0: you know,
5: like- yeah, totally. It was like that June Rats video clip where they walk through like the LSD room and then the weed room and then the cocaine room. It's like, wow, look at this. <laughs> 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 yeah, that was uh, that was fun.
0: All right, well, anyway, thanks thanks so much, Matt, for coming over uh, on the little Zoom chat here and, and adding to the Cambodia special. I'm uh, glad you're gonna be watching <laughs> on Saturday night with all of us, buddy, with a couple of beers. gonna be exciting times.
5: Yeah, you bet, you bet. No worries at all, man. Uh, looking forward to it. Um, yeah, hope it's, hope it's cool on your end as well.
0: We did some tests last night. We watched the trailer on the TV, on the couch, and I was like, oh yeah, this is a vibe, for sure.
5: <laughs> oh, awesome, very good. Just to test yeah, it great. out,
0: you know, because the footage looks great. Um, and, uh, yeah, we, we got a, we bought a nice big TV cause the old one died before the second <laughs> ISO. So it's like, we're going to really like get some mileage out of that new TV for sure. Yeah,
5: definitely. A couple of years in the making. Yeah. It'll be good to see the final product.
0: all right uh continuing on with our cavalcade of guests for the cam ward extravaganza special we're joined now by stu callinan how are you man yeah buddy good how are we going oh yeah as good as we can be in these crazy covid times uh, i wanted to pick your brain a little bit you've just you've knocked off work work seems to be going for you as per usual which is great
6: yeah just with a uh eight hour mask you know bit of a red schnoz and some dampness under the chin but uh we're getting through business as usual they keep saying but I wouldn't say it's quite usual but uh making the most of of what what of what we've got on our plate you know that trying to trying wet, to get through
0: that wet chin you've just described that I've never heard anyone talk about it before but yeah that's a real issue when you were in the even in the supermarket for like half an hour you're like oh yeah I'm like getting it's yeah. like damp under here
6: it's damp constantly damp yeah I'm rotating my little snooty thing and, um, Glenn 20 at night. I don't know if you're supposed to breathe that in, but, um, Trump said something like it's okay. I think so. Um,
0: <laughs> should be right. <laughs> so, uh, we, we talked about it in your solo podcast about how you met Cam Ward, but do you want to give us a little bit of a, uh, like a previously on Stu Callinan's life Netflix recap moment?
6: Yeah. Of, of when I met Cam. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I got told, yeah, meet, a, meet this bloke on site. He's a Kiwi. Um, and because I came from a scaffolding background, I expected a, a uh, big, uh, giant, laughing Maori kind of lad. And uh, I turned up and saw Cam with a beard and tattoos. Pretty much looked like me with a beard. Um, I was really disappointed, to be honest. I, I thought he was going to be, you know, this real funny, American sort of guy. And then he ended up, he was that, so I pretty much got the best of it all, you know, and um, I was quite surprised when I first saw him, and I told him, and uh, he loved that. And then we started talking, and yeah, hit it off like uh, like lovers, you know, and um, we were under the scaffold, and we were, no, no, that didn't happen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the truth
0: all finally comes out years later, you had yeah, a love yeah, affair with Dan yeah. Ward. <laughs>
6: yeah <laughs> oh, um yeah and then yeah just the amount of uh how do you say like mutual things and similar humor and and we sort of really bounce off each other and um i got buddied up with him quite often on site um working for coal Mill. um and yeah yeah we uh yeah we we shared lots of uh you know special times and memories and moments and um uh, yes, yeah, so some I'll never forget, uh, truly, um, never forget. So yeah. Um, Amazing. Did I go too far with that then?
0: Not at all. You asked me when like- I met
6: him and then I'm talking about our bloody memories and stuff. Uh- <laughs>
0: but that's the kind of person that Cam seemed to be with everyone, you know, like you you were just lucky enough to be having to work with the dude. So you could just hang out with him all the time.
6: Yeah. I got bulk time. Yeah. Um, and when there's, you know, two of you in a scissor lift, um, you know, there's you 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 know, you're in each other's pocket a fair bit. So, um yeah, I, I, I got a lot of a lot of good time there. And then you know, then you get to see him on the weekend too, so <laughs> then you get to see him again on Monday. It's like, come on, mate, give us a rest, you know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and tell us about um how you or how how Pitch of the End got specifically involved in the Holiday for Cambodia gig. Like who was the kind of spearhead for that?
6: Um How long ago was it was it? Five yeah, years ago. Show? Five well, years ago. Well, all right. My memory is um, pretty goldfish at, at this stuff. Um, I can't remember how it came about. I think it was probably you, Mel. I, I, d- do you
1: remember what happened with this? No.
6: <laughs> no. there from Mel. Well, I can go further back with um, – I remember like a story about Pitch to the End and, and how – like, Cam didn't know I was in it. We started talking. And then, um, yeah, he, he, I think, I don't know if he mentioned it or I mentioned it, uh, and he was talking about how he used to play Pitch to the End and the Abandonment to his uh, newly found friends in every city he would go through throughout Europe. Um, and it was quite a quite a strange thing. And I, I mentioned, you know, I was in Pitch to the End. He couldn't believe it. And I'm like, dude, we're some dorks from the southeast suburbs trying to be like Pantera but do it poorly um uh and and he was mainly frothing on uh i knew jake from the abandonment he was like that guy is like my hero <laughs> Jeez, that's a big uh he's a dream boat. well was i don't know if he still is now jake but uh um <laughs> no, he's still bloody handsome like. um yeah and i just yeah the his the way he would speak about local melbourne fans was just incredible like it, it was it was awesome so yeah it, it was like he never got to see I don't think either of the bands play um, and he listed off a few more as well but they they were the main two with Abandonment being the main one he'd, he'd talk about uh, to me anyway I don't know if he's just blowing my trumpet but um, yeah it was great to you know get asked to play and all the, well, almost all the boys said yes so uh, we were we were um, keen as the to get on and, and play that gig and my only will ours mainly by me request was not to play too late because i wanted to enjoy it you know so said so yeah we'll play but as long as we get a, a mid spot so i can actually relax and uh so that was pretty selfish of uh me and the boys went along with it but um we got the good spot, and uh you know um got to enjoy the rest of the night probably too much
0: do you, um, do, you, do you remember anything about Pitch of the End set that night that we could look for in the stream on uh, Saturday night when everyone tunes in? Like, is, did you, like, break a string at some point or did someone spill something uh, or was there any, you know, was there any... I may
6: as well have, Jeez, You know, the rehearsals, <laughs> I think, were the best part of of it, but we weren't really gig ready. We had, None of us had really played a gig in a long time. Um, so I, I think the very first note, that uh, maybe I come in on is a banger, And a lot of the notes I play are one fret off, which is discordant in the wrong way. Um, yeah, just like I knew where my fingers would have to go, but the adrenaline and, you know, it was a big show for, you know, it meant like shows that mean a lot to you. Jeez, um, my fingers just, they just have their own little mind at times, you know, each one. Uh, each finger, each digit. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you'll hear plenty of bungers from me. I know that for sure. But do you think, but, like, um, Joel
0: Taylor's cursing your name? Like while he's trying to do the mix of the gig and he's just like, is something wrong? And yeah, it's like, nah, yeah. it's just, I just
6: don't know sucks. If, yeah, bitch shit, juice, guitar. But usually, and the other thing, John didn't, didn't, uh, I think he was picking fruit supposedly, uh, in Tassie. So he couldn't, he couldn't play. And uh, usually, you know, you can hide behind the other, the other guitarist, and he wasn't there. And in hindsight, we really should have got um, Cam in who replaced me, or someone else, so at least we could play "Let's Get Metal," which is my favorite, picture in track. But anyway, I was pretty exposed up there. Um, we were all so exhausted. I know, I know, Scotty, um, he. He said that he nearly had to just stand up and walk away mid gig because he was that exhausted. Like he said, he literally was just going to end the set and happily do it because he couldn't do it anymore. I had a bunch of beers lined up on the on the side. I think um, Carlos was, um, you know, had had my beers there, so I wouldn't knock them over. And and like after two songs, I think I just said to, to Carla, I'm like, mate, can you just replace them with water? I need. I need fluid. Give me some of those isotonic things or whatever. I got. I got to get through this. Yeah, it was like exhausting, and I'm glad we um, yeah, we got that out of the way. But yeah, I think I think all in all, like the the vibe, the energy was there. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it was awesome to play play again. Um, I know Rob. I'm pretty sure the only he <laughs> he thanked. Uh, no, he put a song out to his girlfriend at the time. Um. Not to Cam, but uh, his girlfriend was pretty stoked. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but my my actual favourite moment, and I've seen a little bit of the footage at a little premiere, um, uh, a tiny bit of footage. And my favourite moment is uh, my wife Tara and uh, Cam uh, hugging just after we finished. It just gets caught. I don't know if it's in this cut, but uh, yeah, when I when I look back at that uh, that that gets me, uh, in a, in a, in a great way. So yeah, that's hopefully that's in now. I'll, uh, I'll have my eyes out on Saturday at 8 uh, eight PM. <laughs> Very good. You just like,
0: you don't even have to plug it on our end. Yeah. You just do it for us. What else can you plug for us? Can you plug my other personal stuff?
6: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh, it's thinking more about the show, you know, it, it was, it was like, you know, whining about the clock and having, you know, it was like we we're all the yardie again and, um, the amount of familiar faces and a borderline family uh some of those people are you know a lot that i hadn't seen in a long while um you know it, it was just incredible backstage and not just backstage but out on out on the floor too you know it was um it was just yeah it was an incredible incredible show i've, I've still got the uh the, the t-shirt from it you know in my um in my little special bag that that uh, I'll never, you know, never get thrown to the op shop. Which what is, is all in nice the
0: special food. bag? Is it just special merch? Is it like all the like great shirts from back in the day? Or like what's in the special oh, bag? Oh,
6: I wish. There's, there's one. <laughs> this is this is ridiculous. Um, shouldn't have brought up the bloody special bag. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I've got a, uh, I think, I think my, uh, <laughs> Jesus, my Kung Fu. Thing from primary school. I was got pretty high up at kung fu, so if anyone needs any lessons or the
0: gi, like the the yeah, I've
6: got the whole kit. Yeah, the belt and the little tiny shirt of mine and the big happy, happy pants. Um, (laughs) I've got uh, I've got my Natterwatt inspectors basketball uh, you know, training top that had my name stitched into the back. Um, that's pretty legit. And I think the only other thing in there is my first ever. My first gig was Slayer in 98 and I've got the, uh, the t-shirt in there that was, that is still too big for me now, but I wore it a lot, you know, when I was a wee one. So, um, yeah, that, uh, the holiday in Cambodia shirt's up in that bag. So, oh, that's yeah.
0: lovely to know that it's there nestled in with all those other lovely memories of little child Kung Fu Stu <laughs> <laughs>
6: Kung Fu Stu, Jesus Christ, you lie that one, I can see that. <laughs> That's kind of bloody stick, isn't it? Yeah, I
0: would really like to see you do some of those Kung Fu moves again on YouTube, maybe one day, like a Star Wars kid, you know, just in your yeah, garage. Yeah.
6: I can just think of like a straight hand, you know, like, ja, Like I don't know what, I'm just going to hurt my fingers, you know, what is that truly, you know, it's not stopping anything. <laughs> something, about a praying, something about a praying mantis, there was a praying mantis on that Kung Fu uh, uh, uniform, so Oh, that's just a little detail. I remember nothing more about that, but um, <laughs> I like um, this frame, there yeah. Pretty cool.
0: This is good getting you post-work. <laughs> You're just spilling out all kinds of stuff, you know? You've, you've had <laughs> yeah. your hard day. Slightly the day.
6: delirious. And listening to bloody Triple J all day, I'm quite delirious and uh, a bit giggly, I think. A little bit giggly. It's like I've been in a van for too long,
0: you know? <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll leave it there, Stu. Thanks so much for being a part of this little Cam Ward special. And uh, yeah, I'm going to chat to you on the, we can't stand at the front, you know, like you mentioned in your podcast, and I'm actually genuinely nervous about my own standing too close to the front for the first couple of sets. So I'm hoping that like, (laughs) you know, I don't do anything too embarrassing, but we'll chat in the little, we'll hopefully have a live chat going on that YouTube thing. So hopefully everyone will get a bit lively in there.
6: Yeah, cool. Sounds a treat. Thanks for uh, giving me a call up.
0: No problems, man. Uh, I'm now joined by Luke Frizon in this Cam Ward Spectacular. Luke, how are you, man? Hello.
3: Yeah, I'm good, man. How are you doing?
0: Very well. Trying to do as good as I can in these crazy COVID times. Now, you were a big part of the Cambodia day playing in Jack the Stripper. Uh, you've got a sweet mullet back in those days. You remember that sweet mullet?
3: Oh yeah. Oh, there was, there was, there were so many sweet things about that time. Um, mullet being one of them.
0: <laughs> so tell us a little bit about, did you know Cam Ward personally or like, how did Jack the Stripper get involved in Holiday for Cambodia?
3: Um, well it was fairly unique in that like we kind of, um, I understand the cam was sort of rolling in similar circles to, to all of us essentially um because he was cam and knew everyone um but we'd really like i'd personally only been really introduced to him through the organization and um through the show um so through the organization of the show and through being there and getting to to properly meet everyone down in person um yes as soon as we'd heard that uh that this was happening we're like this is great um, and then we heard about all the bands that would be on it. We're like, all right, well, this is, this is even better. Um, I'll never turn down a chance to play with the abandonment again and again and again, or picture the end or any of those other great ones. Um, so yeah, yeah, it was a fantastic time. Um, and getting to, to like, I think most of my friendship with Cam was, was primarily sort of after that point, cause we really hit it off. Um, cause he's one of the most congenial men on the planet. Um, and yeah, we, we sort of remained friends, um, from that point on.
0: That's lovely. Um, tell Mm. us about what you remember about the day specifically, like, was it, was it a, do you ever get nervous before gigs or was this like kind of like, you know, what was your kind of thought process going into something of this kind of magnitude?
3: I think, well. This this show, um, as as we've discussed before, like I had a little bit of a memory hole with a lot of the aspects around like the weeks prior to this show. Um, I'd, uh, I'd I'd experienced some uh, some some pretty brutal shit right at the end of last year, um, so I was almost like in a bit of a fugue state um, all around it. But I just remember like once I get to the show, I used to I w- would always get to a show and then have my shit together. Like it's sort of all foggy. And then like once we're actually getting ourselves up and getting onto the stage, it's like, okay, now, now the awareness is kicking in. Now the presentness is kicking in. Um, but what I remember about that show was it was extremely sweaty, um, extremely hot. Um, more so than, than a fair few others that, that I played to that date. Um, and it was packed absolutely packed um i haven't seen the 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 SP, uh, that pack before or since um apart from maybe like poison the well every time at our show like 11 years ago yeah um absolutely packed very very friendly atmosphere because everyone was mates um yeah very pro-social metal gig
0: <laughs> that's what we like to hear now it's funny you say it was packed and there were we did talk about that you know lots of people did show up to the gig but sadly you know a, a band like jack the stripper doesn't make people come to the front though. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of pit calls for all the bands kind of in the start of the day that are like, come to the front. Cause like the Gershwin room is so long, you know, in the video footage it's going to look like there's no one there, but everyone was just kind of too scared to kind of like get into that zone where the camera is. Right.
3: Yeah. I think it might have been a combination of yeah, both the presence of the camera. Um, and I guess well, we had a bit of a reputation by that stage um, to, to not get too close um, so you know, that, that could definitely have been a part of it too. <laughs> um, but yeah, now that you mention it, yeah, I, I do remember there being you know, about 10 or 11 feet of just uh, space in between us and the, uh, the, the people. I can't recall how often I uh, jumped off that stage um, to try and drag people in and re-engage them, as is the style at the time. Um, so I guess a lot of the aspects about this video that we'll be watching on Saturday will be novel to me as much as it is to the rest of you.
0: (laughs) Good to know. Yeah, no, it's going to be very novel seeing, uh, seeing flashbacks of all these five year old versions of ourselves popping in and out of the camera. It's going to be kind of wild.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And it's that, that, that time capsule nature of it. And also, I guess like the, the the real value I'm finding in it is, is less so much like a, oh, look, there's, you know, 25 year old me, whatever. Like it's, it's, it's more so just in the, the, it was a really unique day. Um, and it was this amalgamation of like every friendship group um, in the area, in, in, in the subcultures of, you know, like the St. Kilda, like the beachfront um, mob and, the, uh, the the car club mob and then the hardcore punk mob and the the metal mob it was like it was it was really um really sweet and at the same time it was also you know looking back I don't think there's there's been many moments where I've ever had so many friends under the same roof um as well I don't yeah I don't usually um drag people together myself so it's it's always nice to be part of something like that where you can actually you know suddenly you, you know everyone you're friends with everyone um and the real, real value of it will obviously be um, in being able to see Cam and Carlos um, together again for the first time. Um, that'll be very bittersweet, um, but at the same time, we am really looking forward to it. I'm just going to have a bucket by the side, <laughs> ready to have my ugly cry.
0: <laughs> I think there will be mm. a couple of tears of joy and tears of Heartache and sorrow, and all these things mixed together on Saturday night. I think it's going to bring up a lot of things for a lot of people, which is it's it's special. Yeah, and I'm it's, sure it's going to be a lot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It might be, uh, you know, a, a lot for some people, but I think it's also a really nice celebration and a nice way to kind of remember a when we could do gigs back in the day. That was amazing. Remember that? Remember, yeah. remember when that was like an option to uh, no. do?
3: I don't remember what I had for breakfast, so no. <laughs> I don't remember gigs. What the gigs?
0: Yeah, it was like this thing where like you could get as many people as the venue would allow you to, maybe sometimes more. And you could all just go in there and people could like play music live and you could get an instant feedback from it, which is wild to think that that's not gonna happen uh, for a That while. sounds
3: that sounds really irresponsible. I don't know about it.
0: <laughs> um, what else what else can you tell me about that time or, or that place? Like uh what else was going on at that time for you? You mentioned that, that for you know, this, me, this was, yeah, this was a tricky time for you that you were coming through, but that, I guess, uh, does that lead to a, a performance of yours? That's a bit more intense or a bit more real or a bit more raw. Does that change for you?
3: Um, I think it, it was, it was in the midst of those, a there was a period of time. Um, I think this was probably the, the gig that really started to kick it off. Unfortunately, um, th- throughout 2015, um, because of a, a bunch of events that had happened in a couple of years prior um and because of a, a variation of like a whole bunch of different prescriptions that i was being required to take etc i kind of uh, dissociated throughout performances um and so this was obviously this, this was one of them um but at the same time um yeah i'm, I'm, I'm like it wasn't that, uh, that that there was an intent to not pay attention or anything like that. You just kind of tune out. Um, and so I think that that was one of the big, uh, I guess, um, factors for 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 that year for me was was I really started um, having full you know dropouts of, of, of memory and experience. And people would come up to me after the show, oh, you did this, oh, that was so funny, and I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> kind of just tuned out. Sorry, man. Does it um, I, like was, a I was, I was, I focusing.
0: Yeah. Were you, do you feel like Hyde takes mm-hmm. over and then, you know, you're just doing your thing and then, and then whether or not, I think you're was, it was, it or... was more just
3: like, you get, you get like, when, when I was channeling the, the lyrics, um, and the songs and I was just trying to sort of focus on that channeling, um, which means that the, the rest of the outside world kind of just, um, drops away. Was that like the, the Bernard Black Books thing about bits of your brain falling away like a wet cake? Like like that, except it's the perception of everything outside went entirely selfish, entirely egocentric. Mm.
0: Interesting. Mm. Oh Well, and how are you going to go like watching it back? Do you Have you ever watched back any of your performances? Do you feel weird about that kind of stuff? Are you going to kind of just slink in the corner while the Jack the Stripper sets on on Saturday night? Or do you think you'll be able to enjoy it in some way?
3: Um, I think, well... I think ultimately I'll be able to enjoy it largely for the fact that, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's reminding me of a time when there were a couple of really, really good people still around. Um, and while it's like, well, I described to you definitely that Memento Mori sort of aspect of it um, as, as being the bittersweet part, um, I think it's still really, really important because both those guys, you know, while I didn't know Cam for, for like too long um, you know we, we, we have very very good friendship and it was um i mean, think it, it was when he was um on his way to pick up my the, the door listing thing i'd given him for the Dillinger escape plan geek that he uh let me know about his, uh, his his relapse um and subsequent uh yeah everything that happened after that um was Carlos as well like you know he was everyone everyone loved that guy it was a pillar of, um of, of the entire community um, one of our best um and yeah I shared a lot of times with them a lot of, a lot of cool shows we did a few couple of Sydney tours and that kind of thing as well um, and so getting to remember the time I believe that might have been the last time that we'd shared a stage together um, because I think after that I was uh, I was pretty cooked in and out of that hospital and doctors and whatever so um, I wasn't able to do as many shows. Um, and we were focusing on international stuff. So we didn't really get to tee things back up. So I guess the, 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 the real, um, real moral at the end of the story for this one for me is, you know, pay, pay, pay more attention. Um, wherever you go, you got to be all there. Um, because you, you, you can be surrounded by some of your best days and they can pass you by. Um, and you're just like, Oh, it was a gig. But no, no, no. I think this time in particular now that everyone's gone fully introspective, it's like, uh, those things are actually pretty special and and pretty um, unique in the effects and the impact they have in our lives and a lot of our memories and like, you know, yours and mine and everyone else's, a lot of people probably watching that video or listening to this um, will agree that the, the great gigs and the great times that you've shared with your friends, bigger than that. Um, they're, they're the things that sort of punctuate your, 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 life. Yeah. And, um, yeah, give it some structure, give it some sense and give it some meaning.
0: And give it a sense of family as well. Like you said, you never yeah. felt like you'd had so many friends and family in one place. And I definitely knew a lot of people at that gig, but there's also a lot of people I didn't people I know now, which is really funny as well. That's like, we were all there. We just weren't, we weren't ready to be friends I mean, yet, or we weren't, we hadn't had that, you know, like it's, I think that's really interesting as well. That's, that,
3: that's, yeah that's the other part of it is like i've made i've met some very very good friends after that and it was kind of like meeting them um down the line was like oh you were at that yeah yeah you were at that thing yeah you were at that gig like oh i saw you there oh you know um you threw a chair at me i don't know like <laughs> yeah man uh, yeah, yeah. it's 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 a bit of a like it's a real watershed kind of thing as far as it pertains to the the really you know small local nature of of our little network and little family here um there hasn't been something that size before or since um certainly not with with that sort of motivation and 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 purpose and people behind it
0: yeah that's exactly right the warmth at the center of this gig and and what it means to everyone Mm -hmm. and what it means to cam and and carlos and and everyone else who can relive that i think yeah i think that's something that's really special that it's yeah it's not just your average gig that we filmed and put on youtube it's like uh yeah, it's, it's a lot warmer, you know.
3: Yeah, it was it was proper proper celebration um, celebration of Cam, um, and now looking back, we can definitely look at and celebrate the virtues that um, that our friends have showed us, um, even if they're not uh, beside us at the moment. Um, we do have these wonderful, wonderful little things that we can look back on. <laughs> Very much so. I don't know, I'm just looking forward to seeing Carlos do his little fucking like his jumps and his smiles and his dumb little kicks and all that kind of stuff. And and and, and Cam are just like I love that smile, man. It's gonna yeah. be so good to see it all day. Oh, I mean, the man. last time I got to see it was when I when I made him um, we we got in that throne set up at the Cancer Bat Show. So like we basically like hey guys, we're going to need you to to um, move everyone out of the way for this sold out show because we're putting Cam here sitting down on the top of this throne. It was the last time I got to see that fucking smile. So it'll be good to see it again.
0: (laughs) Oh, man, that's great. On that note, uh, we'll we'll end it there. Thank you so much for your time, Luke. I can't wait to have a bit of a live chat with you on Saturday night about it all when we're all watching together. It's going to be lovely.
3: Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah. Looking forward to it.
0: All right. Post-Ramble for a weird clip show style episode um don't really have much else to say really you know the drill there is a live stream of this show happening this saturday at 8 p.m so um follow the link in the description or you can go to at holiday for cambodia at instagram to get the information there there's a facebook group as well so if you search for it it'll pop up that's exciting um and and join us all it'll be great No, What do you got for us in this lovely post ramble?
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just really excited that we've actually got a thing on. I can't wait to <laughs> I can't wait to watch it. Um, yeah, thanks to everyone involved in it. Thanks to everyone who played, everyone who went on the night, everyone that yeah, that that played a part. Helped.
0: Assemble footage, collect footage, make flyers, print yeah. t-shirts, sell t-shirts.
1: Yeah, exactly. Thanks thanks to Joel um, and Reese, and thanks to you, Rory, for doing the podcast and doing the Instagram and editing trailers and whatnot. It's been, um, it's been fun. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, an amazing night. Can't wait to relive it. Um, it was the best day of Cam's life, he told me, <laughs> so yeah, um, and he sent me this message the day after, so I just wanted to, to read that, um, yeah, he said, Melbourne got its dick blown off by metal last night, some of the faces in that room, glowing, grinning, poo-facing at the heaviness, everyone had a sick time, you all showed a 34-year-old man the time of his life, hand is a little sore from having it shook flat out, whinge, <laughs>
0: That's lovely.